Welcome to Second Win with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second win. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome. I love every Tuesday that we get to do our recording for the week. It's really fun to connect with you, to know you're out there, and that we're going to have some time to share some really good stuff. Today is kind of a teaching day. You know those happen every once in a while, and I particularly enjoy them because I love to teach and to share and to speak and to do a podcast. And so anyway, we're going to be talking about just what we've kind of gone through over the last 35 days here in the United States. I know for some parts of the world, it's gone on much longer than that. And, um, and you are recovering, we hope. But we are talking about the challenges in COVID-19, the crisis that has actually uh, happened to all of us. It's, I can't believe that, I can't tell you the last time, and I should have researched this, when something would affect the entire world. Yes, we know global, global warming is affecting the world, but never, and it's brought some very serious thinking on our parts, on our government's parts, and our management, just to keep us alive, to keep us healthy, to know how to regain some balance in our world. But even as bad as we have felt this virus as it crept across the globe, keeping us, almost immobilizing us to certain degrees. There is always something that we can take away from a crisis like this. So I wanted to look at those areas that we can really look at today. You know, some, it's been a great awakening for the world because through this shutting down of our businesses and our cars and, uh, just a lot of the chaos that we have taken as normal life, we have seen the earth heal in many ways. We've seen pollution disappear over major, major countries and cities. I remember being in L.A. many years ago. Oh, I'd say at least 20. And it was the first time I was there. And I was shocked at the pollution. Then I had, you could not really see the sky. 
And I saw very same thing happen on a trip to India where I went there and you couldn't see the sky. I'd never seen pollution so bad. And so now if you return were to return to those areas, and certainly I'll say there that was downtown LA, not everybody chooses to live in downtown LA. But in Mexico City and in India just the stopping of transportation, the stopping of the factories has allowed the earth to reclaim a blue sky in those parts of the world. We've actually seen our wildlife become more active and even sometimes it, they just trotted right up the city streets. So it's kind of a reawakening of the earth, of what's possible, if we take seriously what the effects of our living has, how it has resulted in our everyday life. So the crisis does have some good things that would come out on the other side. Now, certainly if you are one of those families that have been touched by the COVID-19, a loved one has had it or has recovered from it or maybe did not recover from it, then it has been a harrowing experience, a sad time. And, of course, it will be take you a little longer to recover from the effects of COVID. But I do want us to look at some of the things that we must, we must look at as being a positive thing that has resulted from COVID-19. We've strengthened, the first thing I would talk about is the strengthening of our resilience. Now, resilience is one of those buzzwords that we've kind of captured in our vocabulary and it its deeper meaning of value to personal growth remains important and it is powerful to have resilience. The definition of resilience can be characterized as the capacity to cope effectively with setbacks, obstacles, failures, and disappointments. Now, we have those all the time. A romance breaks up. A marriage breaks apart. A loved one dies. We lose our job. We have all of those things that go on. Not all of them happen at the same time as we have experienced. But these are certainly things that we have become stronger with the creating the resilience to face really difficult, dark days. Now, here are a few ways you can strengthen your resilience. You can really understand what resilience means, its value, and what it is comprised of. View the crisis as a challenge to embrace rather than threaten to avoid it. Recall past experiences in which you can control. Use tools 
to help you manage the crisis. Deep breathing, positive thinking, and goal setting. So when we go something, we're faced with a crisis like the COVID-19. In the beginning, there was total panic. You know, everybody was looking toward CDC, toward the president, toward leadership to come forward and tell us what was going on, how they were managing it. And quite frankly, the United States was totally caught off guard. Um, leadership is weak, and we have seen that we weren't prepared for a crisis like this. But that means that we went through our panic stage and then slowly, slowly, we realized that there were things that you could control. Such as you could control the stress. I mentioned the stress of, of knowing that that you could control your stress. It's just simply the first thing you need to know. And you do this through tools of breathing, through exercise, just getting outside of the house and walking on the earth can help you manage your stress. But when we get in those situations where we feel like we've lost control, it's a major source of stress because we feel helpless to do anything about it. One of the most potential antidotes to feeling out of control is to regain your control. And that is possible, even with the virus around us. We can follow the guidelines offered by the government and the medical community, including self-quarantining, social distancing, washing our hands regularly, and not touching our face with our hands. In doing so, we directly reduce the chance of contacting the virus and as a result feel less discomfort. So as we see our environments relaxing now because of the pressure of going back to business, getting our lives going together, still not in alignment with what they would, they proposed to us originally, which was to have 14 days of non-growth cases of COVID virus, they have chosen to go ahead and put the United States back into moderate, moderate opening of spaces. So I, I suggest to you in this time that you consider getting really clear about what you believe is the right action for you. Even though our leadership in our communities and our state tell us to go back in the public, wear your mask, don't touch people, put your hands, don't put your hands on your face, wash your hands a lot. 
how much you want to re-enter the public life is definitely under your control. So do you choose to go back to sit in a restaurant? Some people will without any, any caution. And I think that's good. But what I'm trying to emphasize here is that it is ultimately up to you to manage how you will re-enter your life with COVID-19. So I just encourage you to take control of how you choose to re-enter. The other day, I went to the grocery store, and I've been very good about wearing my mask. I also wear gloves. And I was having a little trouble, actually, with it staying on my face because my ears seemed to be not the mask that I have wasn't hooking properly over my ears. And my mask kept slipping off my left ear. It was very irritating, but at the same time, I chose to wear the mask. Now, because this was the day after the opening, controlled opening of the community, there were a lot more people that didn't have on masks. There were a lot of people that don't don't wear the gloves. And that is their personal right to do. It's how they want to re-enter. But what we can almost take on is that because we see it happening in others, we take it on as that's the way we'll do it too. I encourage you to be your own monitor and maybe remember the 14 days of no growth in COVID cases. Do your own monitor, monitoring, monitoring, moderating. I'm having trouble with that word. In other words, take care of yourself and introduce yourself on your time schedule. Now, number two would be to master your stress. Now, COVID-19 has really stressed the entire world out. Because again, it's because of losing that control or what we thought was control over our environment. So the stress is caused by the change of our daily routines. That adds stress. Concerns about our risk of health, which are still there. Worry about the financial impact on our lives. Certainly families have been devastated by the lack of work, by the closing of offices, by the necessity to change our environment. And for those families, I do feel deep empathy for the struggle that they are going through. But there was also another thing that was going on that was affecting some families, and that was a gas war with Russia and Saudi Arabia, which really did lower our gas prices here. That, for those families that were really struggling, perhaps was a benefit. But then at the same time, there are those families and individuals that work in the oil industry that were totally affected in having a job, 
um, tons of people work in that industry, particularly here in Texas. And we could see that that was also affecting. I know there are those people that have the companies, own the companies. They're not as affected as the person on the ground that does the actual day-to-day work. So what I want you to realize is that the stress of all of this was taken away. The One of the coping mechanisms that we have for handling our stress was you know, even taken away from us, and that's when we couldn't go out to dinner to relieve some of the frustration because of the exposure. And we couldn't gather with friends, needing some form of communication with our neighbors and our friends. But everybody has experienced that. And I think some very clever ways have come up in being able to handle that challenge. We normally, we would go to the movie. I love going to the movie, buying my box of popcorn and sitting down, chowing down and having a great time. I feel so removed from the stress. I de-stress through that activity. I love going to concerts. That was taken from us. Or even getting outside as much as we would like. Thank goodness we live, I live sort of in a country environment. And so it's easier for us to get out and de-stress than it is for somebody that lives in the city. When they live in the city, there is no neighborhood to relax in. Now, stress takes an immediate and a toll on us physically and psychologically. It comprises, it com- compromises your immune system and it creates Physical tension, triggers like negative thinking are, will be, will be thrown into action and all of a sudden we see the bleak and the dark and the what ifs. It generates unpleasant emotions and then it causes doubt, worry and fear. And it also It was mandated almost, really always at a request, but that we were strongly encouraged to do social isolation, which is one of those phases of depression, you know. So we have to think about those couples versus the families. How did all those people get on? We haven't been with our loved ones that much in a long time, day in, day out, mothers, children, fathers. And so there was a lot of stress that was probably generated just simply by the solution of self-isolation. Then there was the audience of the people that live alone. Isolation for them is not a new thing, but it is certainly a difficult thing If you don't have your outlets, such as card games, gathering with friends, going out to dinner, having your loved ones over, all of this contributes to adding stress. So in these difficult times, you need to be very creative and you need to allow yourself to explore 
new habits, new daily habits. So here are some suggestions that I'm sure you have put into practice by now since we are going on 35 days of being in our uh, safe home situation. But you can still exercise. That can be done in or out of the house. Certainly meditation can be done anywhere. Meditation would allow you to quiet your mind, stop all that thinking, actually shut down. When you do that for your brain, it offers silence, ease. You can even ask questions and your brain can offer answers. Your subconscious brain can answer and your questions. It's pretty powerful to get into meditation. Have you not tried it? There's many, many sources on the Internet that you can um, have meditations there. And they'll teach you. YouTube's. My goodness, they've got everything. You could do yoga. Yes, there's many, many uh, coaches, yoga coaches that are now doing yoga on the internet. We've seen the internet explode through this crisis. If you're with a group, play games. There's always the TV <laughs> and movies, but there's a real need for self-monitoring. It's too easy. And I have to say, I have offended this one. To get into a Netflix Netflix series, and, you know, they just make every series so great that you just feel too pressured to stop watching. And so you go to the next one. And so you go to the next one. And then it's four hours, and you're still watching the Netflix series. Well, I got into a good one. And... So what you need to do and what I've had to do is self-monitor myself. Put a limit and follow that limit. I hope that some of you have started reading. You know, there are actually people that read a book a week and a book a month. Whether you take the physical, you order the physical book, you read it on your reading device, whatever. Reading a book is a great way to exercise your mind, increase your knowledge, and give you that inner education that you can have through reading a book. Great way to learn. We need to reach out to our families through Skype, which is what we're using today to get this podcast recorded. FaceTime. I FaceTime with several people. And another practice of Zoom, another of course or uh, medium, let's say, is Zoom, which is through the Internet. 
Now, as coaches, I've been using the Zoom with my clients for several years. Zoom is a way to have a picture and communication with your client over the Internet. It's allowed us to open our world to any place. We can travel, we can visit anyone from England to all over the world to just down the street if we need to. It's a great device to use. And I think many of our schools have used a system very similar to this. And certainly I know that businesses have been doing this and it may even continue as an important part of our life. We need to eat well, get enough sleep, and do anything fun that makes you smile, laugh, just enjoy the day. Now, number four is to ignite your motivation. It's really important that when we get into these situations, that instead of curling up in bed, watching too much TV, TV or going out to eat ice cream every night, which will certainly add on the calories, that it's important that we move ourselves into action, but that that action would motivate us. One of the best medicines for dealing with crisis is to take action, any action. It can be related to school, work, hobbies, home, helping others. Instead of just hanging around and feeling sorry for ourselves, we take action, a plan. Just put one thing on your day that you're going to take action on that day. Identify the areas of your life that you want to change. Set a goal. Set one thing you're going to change about that. And then make it happen. Commit to yourself to take action in pursuit of a, of a step toward something you want to create, something you want to complete, something you want to better you. So we are going to go to a short break, but when we come back, we're going to finish our, our There are two other things that I think we need to talk about giving you steps to move you through this COVID-19. So go get a cup of coffee, come back. We will be talking about being grateful and seeking support. So tell me what you would like to do. I wish we had one-on-one conversation sometimes. Wouldn't that be great? Where you could actually ask me questions. I think I should work on that. But when we come back, we're going to be working out some suggestions, and I'm going to offer a game plan. So look forward to talking with you in the second half. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? 
During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We're here today and I have been talking about the good things that come out of a crisis like this. COVID-19 certainly did throw us for a loop when we went into panic mode, but on the other side, which we're not totally on the other side of this this um, horrible disease, but the virus, the crisis, but we are moving through it. So I think there's great things to learn from any time that you go through such a major life change as this has been to not only us, but to the world. I couldn't quite put my hands around how the mother, as I as I was being affected here in the in the United States in Tyler, Texas, there was a mother in Italy that was being affected very similar. There was a mother in Africa that was being emotionally. We were experiencing the same emotion. Isn't that unbelievable? Spain, China, all of us were united by the same emotion that we all felt. So interesting. So unbelievable that this would happen. And you were here to live through this time. This is a very humbling time, I think, for a lot of people. But in the first half, we talked about strengthening your resilience, and that's the ability to go through major obstacles, which I'd certainly put the COVID-19 in. Then we also talked about, number two was focusing on what we can control. There's a lot we can control in our world. Then the mastering your stress, that's that's one of the big things. And there are tools that you need to be using that help you manage your stress because stress is nothing but trouble. It affects you physically and mentally. And that makes us grouchy, unhappy, sad, full of fear, self-doubt, emotionally stressed, negative loop thinking, and then the list goes on. So it's worth doing the stress. It's worth addressing it because when you keep that under control, life can sort of balance out and you can begin to think of, okay, the next action I'm going to take, move me into motivation. If I take an action, a positive action, then then we feel better about ourselves. One of the things that many of my friends in talking with them were attacking the closets, 
attacking the the messed up the messy rooms. They were getting rid of their clutter. When you have clutter in your life, it affects you mentally. It stresses you underneath. It limits you. It sends negative message about what a slob you are. These are things you need to get rid of. So that was affirmative action. So we'll be talking about some of those as we move on. We have two more that I want to go through, and that is to be grateful. There is so much to be grateful for experiencing this. Grateful that we have a place to be. Grateful that we have food on our table. Grateful that we have air to breathe. Grateful that we live in the country versus in the city. Grateful for the very simple things of life. When you can put yourself in gratitude, then your mind can turn from stress and limitations into realizing there are good things happening in your life. Now, in the beginning, that can be challenging because we tend to cry more about, oh, hum, what we don't have than we do with what we do have. One habit that want, that a family I know was creating, we used to do it around our table, was to share one gratitude with your family, your spouse, your children. Go around the table and share one gratitude that they had today. One action that they had today. To share that is doubly confirming it. You have, for instance, if you were to pick up groceries for somebody, you would have a good feeling about just taking that action, making the effort to help, and then helping somebody else, reaching out to help somebody else. Then you double confirm it when you share it with your loved ones. There's so many repercussions, positive repercussions, from that one act. It took you from negative, fear, doubt, moved you into a positive mindset, knowing that you had done something good. You'd, one, taken action, done something good for somebody else that possibly could not have picked up her groceries, his groceries, and then by restating it to your loved ones, you've reconfirmed it. What a great high you would feel to know you've taken that action. So, doing good things for other people is a great way to connect with others, make you feel good. For me, getting rid of the clutter in that office, getting rid of the clutter in the closet, would and is a positive action for me. Number six is seek support. Now, during this time, there are some people that are actually almost paralyzed in that they're 
their fear of what's happening is freezing them. (laughs) They're paralyzed. They can't move. And so during these times, it's when you actually need to seek outside of yourself for support. Whether that be through prayer, through your church, because they've all gone to the internet, to YouTube, um, through a coach, you could reach out to me, I'd love to support you, through Joyce Buford Empowers, you can reach out to a psychologist, another coach, somebody else that gives you support, that shows you love. These are the things that we need to be aware that in a time of such stress, such major, we we will never see this happen again, hopefully. And it hasn't happened in many, 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 many years. So that you, it's so big that it's really can be quite paralyzing. I wouldn't say that's anything negative about you. It just says some people handle stress better than others. So when these things happen, it's very important that you give yourself time to reach out. But maybe you can reach out to your friends. Finding that family, friend, classmate, or work colleagues that you can share some of your discomfort with. But not to the point where it becomes a, what do you call those, pity party? (laughs) We don't want to stay into pity. Poor pity me, I have to be here by myself. Poor me, poor me. You need to be with those optimistic friends that say, have you tried this? Or call me anytime. I'm willing to help you. So stay away from those people that you know. All they can do is talk about the negative. They're not your friend. And by all means, you need to take control of that relationship. So expressing your emotions to others and encourage them to be open about their feelings is a step in helping you Take back your life. Let some of that frustration out. Anything that will be helpful, but avoiding, please, that person that allows you to stay in the negative, self-looping stress that some people live in constantly. So if we can go back and look at These are some of the things that we can take out of the crisis. We can walk away with from this crisis. We can walk away that we've, we've, we have started taking actions. We've, we've realized now that we can face anything that comes in front of us. It can be on a daily basis, a loss of a loved one, divorce, change of job, You know, some of our kids even didn't get to have their graduation. A lot of people didn't make their trips. So there there were a lot of disappointments that happened to a lot of people. But we can now know that we can face these times. 
knowing that you can do this through the use of control. You have the control. You're the one in charge of your life. And there is a action to help you control from the outer to the inner stresses through doing exercises, through doing walks, through doing self-care activities. Then mastering the stress, that's the biggest thing, and learning new ways to master your stress. Once you return to normal life, you will still have stress that you can handle more efficiently in your life through learning new techniques. There was a um, a coach that came on to do EFT tapping, which is uh, tapping on your head and your upper body on meridian points. It's called tapping, and it allows you to release stress. So he came on and did absolutely wonderful free coaching of uh, to help people walk through their stress, release their stress. It was a wonderful service to provide to those people out there. It's an absolute magnificent way to manage your stress and help you move through difficult times. The next thing that you learned is some of us learned how to use Zoom. And we walked into the 20th century, 21st century, with a new skill. And I do think that Zoom will stay with us for a while. It will be, take the place of some face-to-face meetings now because of its convenience in doing board meetings, company meetings. Certainly I've used it in my coaching and it will open up my world because there will be so many people know, now know that they can do Zoom. And it's very easy to do from your home. We've ignited motivation. By taking one action a day, you can actually conquer those things that hold you back, such as the chaos of uh, clutter in your house. Maybe it's just the simple thing of wanting a better attitude. And finally, seek support should you need support. Now, before we close for today, I really want to suggest that you do a little skill-building self for yourself. And that's a little homework. So one of the things I would suggest is that you take a piece of paper and you make it the li- a list of what you've accomplished during your whole stay-at-home staycation. Let's call it a staycation. So over the last 35 days that we have been here in Texas under stay-at-home, what have you accomplished? Did you read a book? Did you make your bed? Did you... Start walking again. How about the garden? Did you work on your garden? Tear up, clean up the yard? For me, I actually got out there and accomplished cleaning all of my patio furniture. 
and making that a pleasant spot. One of the things, as you've made this list, some of the things will have stressed you. You would have kind of, oh, I've got to do this. This has got to be done. So they don't all make you happy. They just give you satisfaction to look back that you did do them. And that's important. It's a win. And we all need wins. But we have a lot of control over our wins. All that you need to do is take action on something to know that you have the power to win every day. Make a meal for your family. That's a win. In this day and time where everybody orders their food out, to actually cook a meal for your loved ones is an awesome gift. To actually sit around the table and have a conversation is an unbelievable rarity in many families today. We become very fast. We're fast food junkies. And we've lost some of our family traditions. So maybe rebuilding some of those. But as you look at those lists, that list, I want you to look at, circle the ones that actually made you happy. And they they filled you with such pleasure. I can do, for me, I can set a table and it gives me so much joy and pleasure because of the creativity element of it. I really, really can get into my nurturing mode. So what are those habits that really feed your spirit? Did you read a book? Exercise? Take a walk? How about ride a bicycle? I saw so many people that started riding bicycles in our neighborhood. I think that's awesome. On the TV, which is our great time eater, it actually can take away our freedom and our control. It's necessary to monitor that. So perhaps you want to create a schedule. What are you willing to do for TV? Are you willing to lose yourself in a TV series night after night after night after night and lose those valuable hours of productivity or growth? Did you start a project? I actually cleaned out my car. I didn't wash it, but I did clean it out. I know several friends that cleaned their clutter in their closet. I did organize my desk, and I started going through papers, old papers. How did you like Zoom when you attended that meeting? Or did you attend a meeting? You know, you can go on, if you're an adventuresome soul, you can go on YouTube and learn about Zoom. Or you can call the son of your friend and ask him to come over and teach you Zoom. Wearing mask and not touching, please. Zoom is the up and coming. 
just like Skype is one of those services, which we're on today, that is an up-and-coming way of communicating through the Internet and so in FaceTime as well is one of those services that we will be using much more since we've reconnected with it. So as you look at this list, I hope that you have created things that you, that you did create the list. Just sit down and free write. What did you do? I'd probably need a calendar to actually go back through all of the things. But I bet you can remember those things really quickly that gave you personal satisfaction. The little things that gave you satisfaction filled your spirit. It's like your soul was talking to you. It's recreating those, keeping those, as many of those in your life as you can. Because that's where you need to live, in those places that give you joy and fulfillment. Then look at the areas that you, you've you been doing and you want to keep in your life. Such as exercise, reading, taking a walk, doing a morning gratitude, an evening gratitude. There's nothing better than the gratitude practice that will bring more, more into your life. More joy, more money, more satisfaction than starting the gratitude work. I've heard it over and over and over in my industry. So I encourage you to start doing your gratitude work. Then think about that project you want to start. Maybe you didn't get to the closet, but you feel the importance of decluttering. Break it down into small bites. So you maybe just start in the blouse section or you start 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, working on pulling out blouses that are old, pants you don't fit in, things like that that you've held way too long in that closet. Getting rid of shoes you haven't had on in years. Handbags that you haven't carried in years. It's amazing how we can collect in our closet. And every woman on this knows as I'm talking about this. So there's a lot that we need to look at that was very positive that came out of the COVID-19. It gave us this, this opportunity to realize we are stronger than we believe we were. To realize we can, through the control that we all have, we can change the way we live, we can build new habits, we can change our mindset so that we're not thinking negatively, we can actually move out of fear. And you know, fear is false emotions appearing real. That's why it has the power 
to stop us, to hold us into what we call a loop, a loop of fear that we replay, replay, replay. You've probably been replaying the same fear for years. By addressing those and realizing that you have the control to change your mind and your mindset, that can eliminate the fear that you have. Fear is not entirely supposed to always go away. It does have, just like the COVID-19 crisis, it has some good things about it. The good thing about fear is that it, it allows you, it forces you to stay on the edge. You want some fear because it, it, there, you're much more alert. You're much more into the moment. And with a little bit of fear, you can actually step, step up and produce an even better results. So the fear is not always there to stop you. Think about it's there to excite you. There to excite you about what you're doing. Actually, you might not even be doing it if it didn't excite you. So a little bit of fear is a good thing. Actually, Many times we allow it to stop us, saying, I can't go there, when you really, really can. Well, I'd like to share with you that there are a lot of things that we've learned from this crisis. Some we will take away, and they will have changed us forever. But I can tell you, this world has changed. Many things will never go back to the way it was just three months ago. And for that, we need to take time to grieve some of that. Anytime there's a major change in your life, you will need to do a little grieving. And grieving is very healthy. It allows you to appreciate what was there. It allows you to get angry because it's gone. It allows you the time to move on. And soon, after you've completed the five stages of grief, you can go into peace and acceptance and move forward. Well, I see by the clock, it's the top of the hour. And so now it's time to put the books away and return to our normal schedule. But I'm so glad that you've taken the time to stay with me. I did learn over the break that we do have a way to communicate, so maybe we'll put that into practice one of these days. So thank you for being here. Please do your homework. Just think of it as play work. Do that so that you can better understand and take advantage of what we have learned, the positive things through COVID, how it benefited us by reintroducing some wonderful things into our life. 
Thank you again for being here. I hope that this week you will go out there and make it one of the best because every week is a gift. Thank you for being here today. And I look forward to the next time we visit. Second win. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.